six four guy. No, but he knows this offense. And if you've got a guy that knows this offense, you can put up points. And Iowa State was leading the conference in total defense going into this game, and we put up half a hundred on them. Tyler. Well, um, half a hundred. You've had some elite offenses before with Heisman Trophy winners. Baker Mayfield played against Iowa State. Kyler Murray played against Iowa State. I don't remember a time when some of those elite offenses, offensive-driven football teams, have scored half a hundred against Iowa State. Now, I understand that they don't have some of the defensive personnel that they had four or five years ago, but that's still a defense that knows how to limit opponents. Again, it was 19 consecutive games, 19 consecutive games for Iowa State that they hadn't allowed a 300-yard passer. Gilly Gabriel got like that early in the third quarter yeah, tonight. Nearly man. by halftime. Um, that is, I, I, trust me, I, I don't think Iowa State's some great team this year, but we all know what they are defensively and what they've been defensively. Very few quarterbacks have done what Dylan Gabriel and this offense did tonight on that defense. They've man. been the defensive standard in the Big 12 for the last decade. Yeah, I mean, simple as that. I mean, the defensive standard of the Big 12 for the last decade. And, and one that's given this program fits. Old boys went out there and cooked them. And that's the thing. And and I know there are listeners right now saying, oh, man, enough with the, the Dylan Gabriel love. Enough with the Dylan Gabriel love. You know what I'm ahead of him with? Some Jeff Levy love. <laughs> How about some play calls tonight, yeah, Tyler? Yeah. Jeff Levy was in his bag. We start the day with a flea flicker. Yeah. And then everything after that. Sure, we need to get the run game going. We'll talk about that later. But he had some unique looks. I mean, really, really let it fly downfield. I mean, we talk about this is a, a, a rush three, drop eight defense. They like to keep things in front of them. But... Man, we let it fly through the air tonight, man. I will I will continue to say what I've said all the way back since the offseason. Dylan Gabriel, you and I are not making him out to be something that he's not. We're not making him out to be a Heisman Trophy winner of this first-round draft pick. He is not that. But what he is is he is good enough for this team to win next week and to win the Big 12 and put themselves in a really good spot to play a very important bowl game at the end of the year and maybe even in the college football playoff. I don't think he's single-handedly good enough to lead an entire team like this program has to, but with the structure of this defense, like just this overall team, Dylan Gabriel's good enough to get you where you want to go, and the, I, at least I think. Uh, of course, because the thing is, it's not. It, it, we've been brainwashed in Norman for a while, Tyler, and all this is, oh, can the quarterback do this? Can the quarterback do this? Yeah. No. No, can the team do this, Tyler? You have this defense out there that, again, pitches a shutout, like you said in the second half, and Dylan is as decisive and surgical as he is today and prolific as he is today. Bro, I think that's good enough to win next week, and if it's good enough to win next week, you're good enough to win, if he plays like today, every game that you play. Well, and, and here's probably the main point of today, too. Like, OU wins. They cover the spread. There's a lot of good things to talk about. That's all they needed to do tonight, right? I mean, we, we know what the big game is. The big game is in a week's time. They took care of business. I don't feel like this was a team that came out and totally overlooked Iowa State. Now, some might say, well, did you see defensively in the first half? Well, is that because they overlooked the team or just because they took some terrible angles at times? This team, it was always about next week. We talked about OU Texas about as much as we talked about OU Iowa State this week. It was always about the OU Texas game. So tonight, they came out, they played well, you got to win, a convincing win, and now we move on and we talk about the biggest game of the year. Yeah. So they did exactly what you asked them to do tonight. And, and in the preseason, Tyler, you and I spoke about this, and it was, you know, a 
Yeah. All right. We talked about it in the in, in the preseason. You expect to be five and zero going into Texas, and our thing was, guys, we went six and seven last year. What are you talking about? Expect to be five and zero. What are you talking about? This is what we expected from this team. So, with that, with Dylan playing like you are, with the defense playing like they did in the second half, especially with PJ Atabari getting more snaps, with Peyton Bowen just oh being maybe the best special Jeez. teams player in the entire country. Woo. I mean, this team's got something cooking, man, and and I'm excited for next week. I think I think I, I think we're in a really good position. Going Is there anything week. Peyton Bowen can't do? He's blocked two punts in the first five games of his career. Now, we can talk about Trace Ford if you'd like on that play, but Peyton Bowen, I mean, he is just, he's a star, man. He I is. mean, he, he's, and he's going to be one of those guys that, and maybe he's a three-year player, I guess we'll see, but he's going to be one of those guys where the opponents say, is this guy just going to graduate? It feels like he's been here forever. Right. I can't wait to have one of those players on the defensive side <laughs> of the ball time, for the right? first time in a while. It's about time, yeah. but I'll tell you what, another guy, we talk about a three-year guy, and this guy may be a four-year guy, but... Bro, Gentry Williams, man. Yeah. Guy, he's special. I've been trying to tell people. I, I put it out on Twitter, but the last time that I was that Iowa State was here, I was on a visit with Gentry Williams, and he was just a fresh-faced, you know, high schooler, and now he's out here intercepting balls. He's tackling physically. There, I'm not sure there's – I don't remember the last corner that got off blocks like he does and goes and attacks. You're, you're probably going to remember exactly the play I'm talking about. Maybe it was in the first quarter. God, that, that first half was so long tonight. Yeah. But Gentry makes a play early in the game, and it's a totally innocent play. You know, you really don't talk about, you know, how big of a play it was because in the grand scheme of things, it really wasn't. But it was he gets off a block, I think, on a little swing pass, and he comes up and just makes a tackle. And I'm, like, saying to myself in the stands, like, that's it, man. That's it. Like, it's just a small moment in the game. But he comes up, and he's just a second-year guy. Gets off a block, comes up and make that tackle. It's just like that. That's the defense. That's what they've been missing. They just got so much young talent. They couldn't get off blocks last year. They really couldn't just get off blocks. And to be able to get off the block and be able to get upfield, and and they're not reacting, or they're not reacting. They're they're being aggressive. They're the ones that are forcing their will on on the ball carrier on on the receiver. So having that, having Gentry Williams out there again, another interception. Uh, his second on the year, and, and and the dude, even in some of the throws that uh, you know ended up incompletions that don't show up in the stat line, it's he plays it perfectly. He's got his head turned around, he's got his hand on the guy. Yeah. I mean, really impressive, especially in the second half from the defense. All right, we are live at O'Connell's Irish Pub and Grill on this Saturday night. Just say it. Just say it to yourself. OU is five and zero, and you've taken that for granted the past twenty plus years. But after last year, just say to yourself. OU is 5-0. and oh. ah, It took them a while to win their fifth game last year. Yeah. And now they're 5-0 and oh going to the biggest yeah, game Yeah, we were uh, – I was uh, – we, we went through some times on the postgame show. Oh, and, my gosh. And I, as I've talked to you about, you know who I can't wait to hear from tonight? Roger from L.A. I, I literally gauged the program on how <laughs> I feel about the program based on how Roger uh, in L.A. feels about the program. So go ahead, I call in. We'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on the game. Hit the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. I mean, it's. let's talk about it. What do you guys think? What do you guys think of what happened specifically in the second half? 405-329-9000. We'll get to your phone calls as well coming up next. Um, we need to have a conversation about Jaden Gibson again. We need to have more conversations about Nick Anderson. Oh, my gosh. Jeez, he's good. Jaden Gibson, yeah, he's a different player than what he was last year. I can't, I'm, I'm, wow. I'm, having, I'm having just 
dreams of Andrew Anthony, you know, four wide. You go Andrew Anthony, you go Drake Stoops, and you got the trees of Jaden Gibson and Nick Anderson. You go four wide with that. My goodness, Tyler, you could have you could have two safeties deep at minimum to cover that. At minimum, Tyler. Yeah. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap up show. OU's five and zero. They win it over Iowa State, fifty to twenty. Your phone calls, your text, all the thoughts coming up right here on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap up show live on the ref. We are the home of Sooner fans. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson. Talking about a 5-0 start and a 50-20 win over Iowa State. No more Iowa State. Thank God I don't have to play those guys anymore. Better days are ahead. More fun days are ahead, that's for sure. Uh, let's go to the phone lines. I believe we have Gunny on hold. Gunny, you're oh. on the postgame show. What's up, man? Good evening, Machine Gun McComas. Some good boys. What's up, man? Pretty good, doesn't it? It was a good win, man. Um... No complaints for me. I mean, defensively, could have been a lot better in the first half. But that's the thing I like about this defense is, yes, there were some issues, but they come back in the second half and they don't allow a single point and not a whole lot of big plays. So, I mean, and here's the deal. When we talk about a better OU defense, Travis, they are better. But it's not perfect. Like, there are going to be times where they don't have a great quarter. And there's been two times this year where they haven't had great quarters. The second quarter at Tulsa, again, they come back in the second half and I think only allow three points. And then the um, what the first half today, but they come back and allow no points. So this this defense can rally after some mistakes and still have a good night. So that's that's the ultimate positive spin on the defense, I guess. Yeah, I wanna I wanna hear what Brent Venable said at halftime. <laughs> I got an idea because I can imagine that that was. Uh, an impassioned speech at halftime. So, no, I mean, that's the thing is you get hit in the face and how do you respond? You're going to get hit in the face against Texas. So what it comes down to is how do you respond when, whether it's Whittington or Worthy or, or any of those guys, like you're going to get hit in the face, how do you respond? That's what life's like, that's what football's like, and that's what this defense is like. And this defense got hit on some big plays. I think two-thirds of their yards, Tyler, were I think on literally on – on, on two plays. So, I mean, it's, you know, you hope to limit those, obviously, in the future, but it's not systemic, which, which was the issue with our last defenses. It, yeah. it was systemic. You saw it was coming every time. What, what was your big takeaway, Gunny? Well, after a few left-handers and a 12-pack of Coupe Elworth Schooner All-Americans, my top takeaways were the defense is real. Other than a few busted coverages early in the early in the game, uh, you know I called for a double cover. I'll take a cover and a half. We had over 500 yards of offense. The wide receivers are the strongest unit offensively. The refs are still crap. Tejas, better watch out next week. Have a good evening, Sooner Nation. Yeah. Appreciate it, Gunny. Thanks, Gunny. A couple left-handed cigars and a 12-pack here are my final thoughts. That's Gunny right there. I'll tell you what. I'll tell you um, what. How about this with the offense? And I'm not going to count the Arkansas State game because well, Arkansas, Arkansas State, State won today. They did win at UMass they today. They out UMass the today. Three and two Red Wolves. That's going to end up being a good win. <laughs> but is, is this, and it may not be, I'm just asking the question, is this the best that you felt about the OU offense coming out of a game this year? Uh, and you know what count? You know what count yes. the Arkansas State game? Oh yes, just factor in the opponent from today. Yes, obviously. yes, because I saw. I mean, Tulsa was nice because I saw a lot of competitive catches. Right, we were going downfield, but this was 
you know, you saw a little bit of running. You know, Dylan Gabriel's running the ball effectively with his two touchdowns. Running the ball tough. Jaden Gibson. Oh, Anderson. Gosh, He's got Jaden Gibson. I mean, what a throw by Dylan. What a catch. Jaden's catching it with his hands up front, and it's been great. But how about Schmitty built Jaden Gibson? Last year, he that's not a touchdown, Tyler, last no. year. No. That's not a touchdown. It's a drop. They might it Well, it's, if it's not a drop, they might break him in half when they try and tackle him. This year, he gets it into the end zone. Couldn't. I, I just couldn't be happier for Jaden Gibson because he's finally getting to show out a little bit, and and man, he looks good doing it, man, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I just I, I don't know if there's anyone on this team that I'm happier for. Right. With, with the way that because the spring game he drops the two point conversion to win, and Felt everyone like more says of the same, more of the same. We were doing the show here, and we got a lot of texts. Gibson sucks. He's going to transfer at the end of the year. He's not any good. And I just thought at the time, let him make a big catch. Go let him make a big play this year, and maybe that's what gets him going. Totally Travis, does now. Travis, he made a top five play week one against Arkansas State on ESPN College Football Final. He made a top five play. I don't think that that's the best play he's made this year. I think it may have been that, that touchdown that he had tonight. His I mean, first three crazy. catches, Tyler, he had people draped all over him. Literally, first three catches of the year, he had people draped all over him. I think his problem apparently was he can't catch anything when he's wide open. You gotta have him covered. Well, he's been covered every single time he's made <laughs> and a He's catch been this bringing year. him in. But um, no, I have like this weekly tweet of, "Hey, here's your weekly reminder: Great things happen when you throw the ball to Nick Anderson, and that's God, true. He's good. But great things also happen when you throw to Jaden Gibson, because every single time he's been given an opportunity, one, he's either made a play, or two, he was overthrown on that. You know, it looked like a fade at right. Cincinnati, but. Right. He's done everything that's been asked in, in a game up to this point, man. Yeah. And, 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 you know, logically you say, well, this guy keeps making plays. Look at his size. you got to get him more. you got to get him more opportunities. And I agree with that, but Andrew Anthony, Jaleel Peru, right, Nick right, Anderson, right. you're just in a and, really and, good and, spot. And, and shout out Emmett Jones, really, because Emmett Jones has been a guy that we brought on and all we talk about, right, is the recruiting, the recruiting, the recruiting. He's landing dudes left and right in the recruiting trail. But there is a significant difference in the wide receiver play this year than there was last year. It's not close. We sit here all week and say it during those shows, saying, oh, man, we need to see more Jaden Gibson. We need to see more Nick Anderson. Oh, but I don't know. Andrew Anthony, man, that's the one. Well, you know, Stoops is unguardable, you know, on those those tough third-down catches, especially around the line of scrimmage, all that kind of stuff. Like, we're getting to a point where – Everybody has a different wide receiver that they're like, got to get him the ball, got to get him the ball. And that didn't happen last year. Last year was throw it to Mims. Just keep throwing it to Mims. But now, I mean, like I said, I am salivating for the four wide receiver set with Stoops, Andrew Anthony, Jaden Gibson, and Nick Anderson. That is going to be incredible. Feels like the most complete wide receiver core. Complete. They don't have a CD Lamb there, right? Maybe. Not, not a whole lot of CD Lambs there. Well, maybe, maybe number four gets there. <laughs> Might, maybe. Seriously. <laughs> but just complete. Like, I've seen some great OU offenses where we throw it to DD. That's what we do. We yeah. don't get big, big plays out of DD, right? I've seen great OU offenses with two legitimate threats. This is like up top to bottom. Just one of the more complete wide receiver rooms that I've seen in quite some time. At OU. And, we, and we've got. I'm a- not telling you it's the best. I'm just telling you from top to bottom, it's, it's, it's really good. And. How about Brennan Thompson Ooh. making a couple plays tonight? Well, and and keep in mind, the guy runs a 10-2-2 100-meter dash. This is world-class track speed. And so I'm not shocked Dylan underthrew him, but he still made the play. Yeah. 
but he that that's a sign of things to come is this guy's going to blow the doors off corners and safeties and he's going to get deep on you so I mean, open that up. It was so good to see him make that catch because you know this is a guy that came over from Texas. You know, social media has been all over him. His mom, Bonnie, has been, you know, defending him all this. He's been hurt. And now he gets to go out there in a big game, and and, and it's him and, and nobody else. He comes back and catches it, obviously. But, Tyler, first of all, I've never run even close to that fast in my life, obviously. But I can't imagine what it feels like to be running – in front of damn near 90,000 people knowing I just I just blew the doors off everybody, just give me the ball. And I, we're going to see that over and over for him. I just love that it happens the week before the biggest <laughs> game of the year, too. Not that it totally changes Texas game plan or anything, but it's just, oh, yeah, yeah, this kid we had last year, huh, they threw it to him a couple of times. And, and by the way, and down, they know how fast he down is. on the goal line, OU gets cold for, uh, I think, a full start. I felt like they were about to give it to him on an end around and go let him run in for a touchdown. Yeah. So just had a couple things tonight just to let him think about. How about this? Let, let's go to another phone call before yeah. we hit a break. Yeah. Uh, we got Chris down there in Louisiana. Chris, you're on the postgame show. What's up, man? What's going on, fellas? How y'all doing? Good, Well, good, Chris, they're 5-0, and oh, so not bad. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty happy about that. Defense is solid. Special teams is solid. That's two of the three that that's two of the three that we need for national championship action. But uh, I'm, I'm man, offensive line has some things to work on, but I still want a dedicated run. I mean, you, we, I'm looking at everybody that has a solid run game. I'm a hey, nothing against the quarterback running, but some of that stuff he could have handed the ball off to the quarterback. But overall, I'm happy for the win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's. That's the missing ingredient for this team right now. They are really good in a lot of areas. Excellence, borderline elites in a couple as well. But the run game's got to come along, and it's got to come along consistently, and they got to start hitting big plays with the run, too. And if that happens, watch out, man. This team's really going to take off. But it, Travis, without a doubt right now, it's the uh, it's the one negative thing with this squad right now is yeah. the run game. Yeah, exactly. Oh, wow. I mean, you're – go ahead, Chris. By the way, I just want to let you know, your buddy out there in California out there, you know the one. You know that guy, that guy. You know, don't be like yeah, that guy yeah. out there in California. He uh, he was on hot seat today. Guess what? Uh, Colorado almost got him. And guess who was the defensive coordinator of USC? Your guy, Alex Grinch. My guy? Alex Grinch is my guy? Must be Tyler's guy. He ain't <laughs> my guy. <laughs> Not my guy. Your guy. He ain't my guy anymore. I can I think tell you that. Much, I think he's Chris's God. guy. I think he's Chris's guy. <laughs> no, he, look, look, look. When I seen that forty-eight to forty-one, I got a guy. I get my haircut. I get a haircut from barbershop down here. And this guy, he uh, he works over there. He likes uh, USC. I said, man. I said, don't trust that defense. You gonna be sorry? Oh no, man. We 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 this we this Oklahoma this. I said, all right. You gonna see? Guess what? It came true today. True today, Chris. You're about to have a good sun, or Saturday night and Sunday. Your Sooners win, LSU loses on the road. So talk that smack, man. Let them know. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it. I, I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it, man. I tell you what, this is a good win. But like I said, we just need to get that running game and the offense. I don't know. You know what? I'll say this about Lincoln Riley. I'll say his play calling was a whole lot better. His run game was a whole lot better. His offensive line calls were a whole lot better. 
I don't know what the deal is, but it it just seems like he wants Dylan to run these plays. I mean, some of that couple of plays, he takes the ball and runs it to the end zone for what? Give it to the running back. Let them let them build momentum. Not doing it. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're, we've reached a special place in OU fandom when we're complaining that Dylan Gabriel's the one running for a touchdown and not the it. running backs. I'm a big fan. This of This is a special place in OU fandom, and that means that standards. You know, we got high standards around here. Hey, Chris, appreciate it, man. Good talking to you on the Saturday night. Enjoy it. All right, man. Take it easy. There you go. Four zero five three two nine nine thousand. Taking your phone calls. We'll get to some texts as well, and we'll talk about what happened at running back tonight. All right, we'll do that on the other side. 405-651-3439 is the text line. 405-329-9000 if you want to give us a call as well. But, hey, we're 5-0. and David, we're 5-0. and Sooners are 5-0 and heading to Dallas next week. More to come next right here on The Ref. We're the home of Sooner fans. Wendy Chevrolet's Sooner Game Day show. Sooner Game Day wrap-up show, I should say. Tyler McComish, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby with you. Sooners winning over Iowa State. OU beats Iowa State, and we ain't going to play Iowa State anymore. And the 75 fans that they brought to uh, Owen Field tonight. Thank God. And I'm going to say it for the third time. Even though I said all offseason, they better be 5-0. It'll be unacceptable if they're not 5-0 heading into Texas. They're 5-0, and and after last year, it feels pretty good. I yeah, it feels say. great. It feels, it feels great. great. We, I mean, you did what you were supposed to do, Tyler, and that's, I think, what matters most. Teams beat, you know, good teams beat and put away who they're supposed to beat and put away. And, again, second-half shutout, you get two interceptions, one's a pick six. You start off the game with a pick six. And, Tyler, I'm not, sure I've ever, I'm not sure I've ever heard the stadium – well, not ever. But I, I, I don't know that I've recently heard the stadium louder than what I heard on that return. I'll tell you what, they were bought in. They were big time. I mean, the fans showed out today, man. They ought to be proud of themselves. Yeah, that was a – I mean, great play by Billy Bowman to come up with the pick, but – that return, return to go to the other side of the field and score. He played oh, yeah. both ways uh, in high school, and yeah. and and the coaching staff was fighting whether he was going to be a receiver or a defensive back, and that's why, yeah. because he makes plays with the ball in his hand. Let's get through three texts, and we'll talk about the running backs. Connor, let's uh, let's get through a few texts here. What's up first? Yeah, we got Scott T. He says, "Crazy to think that this is what a bad defense looks like. I'll gladly take it. <laughs> Essentially, two chunk plays." Well, they hold them to less than 250 yards, and it's 50-6. to six. It's official it's beat, beat Texas week, Boomer. I love that. No, it's so true, Scott. Like, right. We look back at it now, and I'm not saying the defense is perfect, but we could be somewhat upset with 20 points. And that's not a great offense, I understand that. But there were still some good things defensively. If that's bad defense, then that's that's okay. I'm I'm in a good spot. That's a heck of a text there. No, no, I couldn't agree more. And, and, it, and, and it shows you that the standards – you know, are, are they've, they've changed a bit, right? Like 20 points, cool. Like that first half, we were still up 20 at half, and we're mad. It's like last year, being up 20 at half in any of those games late in the season, you and I would have been doing backflips. But it seems like nature is healing, Tyler. It seems like Oklahoma is healing. Uh, what's next, Connor? Let's see. We got – oh, you like this one, Tyler. Jaden Gibson has come a long way from that drop versus TCU oh. a year ago. I don't think he has a drop pass this year. Love to see it. That is Jim and Casper. I did not – Jim? Um, Jim's a great texter and a great friend as well. I'll get to meet him for the first time at BYU. Oh, yeah? I, I, that was Jim who texted that, not me. But I agree with every single word of that. 
drop against TCU last year, and it was, oh, what's this guy's problem? Look at him now a year from now. You don't think that kid's playing confident? Doesn't matter if someone's in his hip pocket. Two defenders. You can go make a play, and, man. And, and Tyler, and that is a great text. And Tyler, he's he's his hands, he's got long arms, right? I mean, the kid's 6'5". He is reaching out, like, all the way back nearly to the line of scrimmage. He's 30 yards down the field. And he reaches out and plucks the ball out. Yeah. This isn't catching it in your body. This isn't doing No. He is the work that he's done with Emmett Jones to really, I mean, this guy's been on the drugs machines, there's no doubt. He has caught everything with his hands. And he's had to because he's been draped all over. Big time stuff. And to be on the one yard line and to fight into the end zone, that was one of the most triumphant feelings of the game was they're not going to shut us down. What is it about wide receivers at that five yard line going to the north end zone? Because he made that play tonight, Jalil Farouk made that play against SMU where he just makes two defenders I look for their jock strap essentially as Jalil Farouk goes and scores. Well and 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 with Jaleel, Jaleel's kind of the interesting case study in this, right, Tyler? Because what are we saying on the postgame show? Man, got to get the ball to Jaden Gibson, right? Got to get the ball Nick Anderson might be a star. You know, Drake Stoops obviously is his own. You know, like, Jaleel Farouk's kind of the, the mystery man in all this, right? You want to yeah. get him the ball. He's looked good in space against SMU. You remember that game, obviously, that you just mentioned. He's looked good in space, but is Jaleel Farouk a guy that – does he start to lose snaps to a guy like Nick Anderson? Or do you just start going four wide and figure it out? Just go four wide, baby. Let's go. Go five wide. Screw yeah, it. Go five wide. <laughs> five wide. Uh, one more, Connor. What we got? Yeah, 214 says, is Stutzman okay? Looks like he came off the field holding his shoulder. Yeah, I couldn't tell if he was holding his shoulder or wrist. Have you guys seen anything? I, I, I've, uh, I have heard that he seems fine. Um, I don't expect personally – this thing to be a you know a long-term deal i think i think honestly if we weren't up big by two three scores at a time i think we probably might have seen him but no i from what i've heard uh, and i'm sure the press conference will give us uh, some more light into this and at least on monday we'll learn more and and then in the next press conference leading up to texas but tyler you know what i do danny stutzman ain't missing next week i'm hey, just you, telling you right now. hey you know what i do I just w- I wouldn't say one way or another if I'm Brent Venables. Let Texas worry about it. Are we going to see the Big 12's best linebacker play us or not? That's what I would do. Well, I'd have a little bit of gamesmanship. If Sark's any sort of smart, he'll be like, yeah, 28's <laughs> playing. 28. He, he ain't missing that game. Jaron Canick coughed up blood, got taken to the hospital. He's back at practice on Monday. Like, Stutzman ain't missing that game. Well, and, the, and, and I'm glad you brought that up because there's no way – that Jaron would let Danny get away with oh, it. Oh yeah, totally. He's like, dude, I died on the field. Yeah. And you're gonna you're gonna sit out over a little, you know, a, a hangnail or whatever you got. How do we feel about the running backs? Um, Major had 19 carries for 66 yards, no touchdowns. Sawchuck had seven carries for 20 yards, not a great day. Tommy Walker just four carries for 17 yards. Javante Barnes zero carries for zero yards. So he had 41 carries for 157 yards. Just 3.8 a carry, and no runs tonight over 20 yards. It's kind of more of the same. Yeah, I mean. They, they were good in short yardage spots. I mean, I I guess I'll give them that, but it's just not, still not explosive. What's yeah. weird is, like, you know, obviously Iowa State is famous for the rust three drop eight, but it seems like they had a lot more guys up near the line of scrimmage this week than they normally do. I mean, we saw that based on the deep shots that were one-on-one shots with no safeties. Yeah. They were putting guys, but... You know, 
The Javante Barnes getting no snaps is weird, but again, they've said it over well, and over. Well, he got called out on Tuesday, you know. Girl just walks by in a run the damn ball hat. That's uh, that is trying a, to. We're, we're trying, trying. We're trying. Trust lady. me. I just read the numbers. They're trying to run the ball. Today. A lot of attempts. Marcus Major. A lot of attempts. Gavin Sawchuk. It was good to see him get back onto the field, but we saw a little bit of that burst, but not exactly this. That wasn't the cheese it bowl. No. Gavin Sawchuk just didn't look like the same guy, does it? No, it doesn't. And, and I, I mean. The conditioning needs to get right. Obviously, he was dealing with the hamstring, but, I mean, that guy in space is supposed to be the home run guy. And, I mean, in Tommy Walker still has the longest run of the year at 30 yards, and that guy is supposed to be the guy that can't hit home runs. Well, we're a hundred, over 100 carries, Tyler, from other people. Over 100 carries from other people, Tyler, and nobody's had a run, yarder, or a run longer than 30 yeah. yards. So maybe you just let hit Tommy Walker hit doubles and, and singles all day and then live with it. I guess it's going to be Major and Tommy Walker next week, your two running backs, but there's no telling. I have no, I mean, I, I have no, no idea. idea, idea. Right? Any, maybe I, they'll just line Jalil Farouk up at running back. Everyone keeps comparing him to Debo do, Samuel. Do it. Do it. In that game next week, for some of the things that I'm sure they've been holding back, it wouldn't shock me if they try to use uh, Jalil Farouk in some interesting spots. But, yeah, yeah it's just – I don't know if we just want to say the run game is what it is. We've got a five-game sample size, but if it's just okay, okay again, I mean, we're halfway through the regular season next week. So uh, how long can we wait in, to sit and hope that it's going to get better? You know what I mean? We're saving it for the playoff. Yeah, maybe. That, that's a real that's a real sandbagging method right there. Just have <laughs> no run game the entire year until you get to the playoff. Saving it I for the playoff. Levy playing chess. Levy playing chess. Four D chess from Levy. 405-651-3439 is the text line. We'll get to more of your texts coming up next. We are live at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. Wendy Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap up show rolls on next right here on the ref. Iowa State tonight, 50 to 20. That's an easy cover. This team's 5-0 on the season. They're 5-0 ATS. Hey, good, huh? good teams win, great That's teams some cover. Value. Vegas just can't keep up with OU. That's how well they're playing right now. Winnie Chevrolet Shooter Game Day wrap-up show. We're live at O'Connell's on Campus Corner. We'll keep up with uh, the night slate here and what's going on in the evening games, but not not a whole lot unless Washington uh, gets in some trouble on the road at Arizona. So far, uh, biggest upset of the day got to be LSU going down on the road uh, at Ole Miss. Well, you know, on the OU Insider uh, pregame show, I picked Ole Miss to win that game. So, you know, upset to some, not quite an upset to others. But, no, it's been, I mean, the USC-Colorado game obviously had all the eyeballs on it. And Alex Grinch does what he does best. (sighs) Gave up a ton of points. You know what? and Alex Grinch is probably going to get fired at the end of the year. See, I don't think so. And that's fine. Well, whatever happens, okay? It doesn't matter if he's there. It doesn't matter if he does get fired. Like, they can change the defensive coordinator. It's going to be more of the same. I'm not saying that Alex Grinch is perfect by any stretch. But the overall problem is the head coach, not so much the defensive coordinator. They can bring in whoever the hell they want. USC, like at Oklahoma when he was here, that's not his first defensive coordinator. They will continue to score a lot of points but give up a lot of points as well because that's the structure of their program. It's not what you practice. It's what you emphasize. They don't emphasize defense. It's an offensive run program. It's a, it's a quarter. And he's never changed it that, man. He is who he is, and that's fine. I just don't think it's ever going to win a national championship. It's a quarterback system. Yeah. And that's it. 
and it's a quarterback team, and that's it. When Lincoln talks about whether he wants to coach this, that, or the other team, he talks about the quarterback. Do I want to coach Kyler? Do I want to coach Jalen? Do I want to coach Caleb? And that's why I think that he leaves. That's why I think that he leaves with Caleb because whoever has the number one pick, I think is going to have their coach fired because usually if you have the number one pick, that means you stunk. And if you stunk, that usually means you're going to fire your coach. So I don't think they have anybody anybody coming up next. Malachi Nelson is not that dude. So, I mean, unless, unless Lincoln's willing to not have the best quarterback on the field, which I know he's not willing to do, I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be interesting there in SoCal. Instead of giving out live reads to come to O'Connell's, I wish everyone could just see how comfortable Doug Miles is right now. Have you ever been more comfortable in your entire life than how Doug looks right now? That's reason enough to come to O'Connell's. It's comfortable and you can watch college football. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I've spent most of the day with old Doug Miles. And, uh, and yeah, he's, he, he, he looks more comfortable now than I think he's looked all day. So I'll tell you what, man, O'Connell's, I could not be happier than to be at O'Connell's, man. It's awesome, it's, man. it's legendary. We're in over the loudspeakers. We got the games on. There's a big line outside. It's, it's just it's, game day in Norman. And, Doug will tell you, O'Connell's is game day in Norman is what it is. And you it only, just feels right. And you only have so many of these, Tyler. Doug and I talk about this all the time. You only have five or six of these a year. Yeah. Like, you got to make the most of it. Come out. Come hang out. Give us some high fives. And uh, we'll make an evening of it. Uh, Connor, let's get to a few texts. Kenneth Meyer Chevrolet text line. What we got back in studio? Yeah, Greg from Lawton. He says, I have concerns with running game going into Texas. Passing game was good tonight, except for DG still late on 80% of his deep balls. But OU hasn't put all phases together yet in one game. Hopefully it happens in the Cotton Bowl. Yeah, hopefully it happens next week. Um, I I don't know... I don't think Texas is a great running team either, man. No, they're not. Um, their running backs are young running backs. They, they have not replaced B. John Robinson. Not that anyone expected them to this year, but their run game is clearly lacking from what it was a year ago. Um, I think the numbers are probably, at least going into last week they were, I bet the numbers are probably pretty identical to these two these two teams rushing the ball. Yeah, going into last week they were actually averaging less yards yeah. per game than Oklahoma was, and... I'll tell you what, I trust our quarterback run game a lot more, Tyler. I know Quinn had that touchdown run today, which was the longest of his career. But he just, he does, he's not a, I don't know, he's just not very smooth when he runs. He might get 8 to 10 yards. He's not going to take it to the house on you. Right. I mean, and, you know what I mean? Like, he's not that guy. And so I think we have the advantage there. But when it comes to the downfield passing game, if we can unlock that against Texas, we're going to be in good shape. And, and fine, take away our run. We put up 50 tonight against the best, you know, best defense, yeah. total defense in the Big 12 for the and last And they shut it years. down in the second half, by the yeah. way. And, and they, they went it down. 50 points. Yeah, put in Jackson Arnold and handed it off the rest of the game. I'm telling you, I haven't felt the way I feel about the offense coming out of this game, I haven't felt as good about the offense coming out of the game as I do right now. That was a hell of a – considering the opponent, that was a great night offensively. No, I, yeah, I couldn't agree more. And so, so am I concerned about the run game moving forward? Yeah, I'm concerned about the run game moving forward, but the run game wasn't really there tonight. They're still able to generate points in offense, and that does count for something. I want them Will to score. Will it next week? We'll see, but yeah. Tyler, I just want them to score. I don't care how you do it. Hey, dude. Just score. Hey, yeah. Nobody can hear you. 
Hey, no, all right, the, hey, the, the, geez. The, pe- the people on the radio can. Yeah, yeah, we're talking to the radio. <laughs> the people on the radio can. Oh, boy, it's a Saturday night at O'Connell's. You boys all right what down we, there? Oh, yeah, what were it's we a party. saying? It's a game what day. were we saying about there's nothing like O'Connell's? Isn't we're going through the speakers for the first time. and uh, yeah, they're, they're, I, I guess this guy really wants to hear us, and he can. So. Well, I, I mean, I would want to hear us, too, but... <laughs> But yeah, I love uh, how he came after you. By the way, he looked right at me and said, "They can't hear you." I said, "Okay, cool." But, Uh, but it's uh, there. We go now. Now, now, now you can hear us. Now you can hear us. But yeah, I mean, the people on the radio, the people on the text line. The people on uh, that was pretty awesome. That's the first time. Is that the first time that that's happened to you in a post game show? By the way, absolutely. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Welcome, welcome. Hey, this is what night games get you right here, buddy. I'll tell you Too what. Too many 11 a.m. post games and it happened as much. <laughs> and, 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 and another shout out to the crowd. They were electric tonight. They were. Uh, you know, they were uh, well-fueled throughout the day pr- in the tailgate. Oh, you were proud of that light show, weren't they? Like that band that was halftime incredible, show. Dude. Yeah, it was cool. No, I mean, in thir- with the fireworks, you know, between the third and fourth, with the fireworks, the cell phones, everything like that, man, it, it felt like an SEC environment. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm excited. Needed the big win, got the big win. But, Connor, we got any more texts? Yeah, let's see. Dan and Madison, he says, if we are going to average 3.8 yards a carry, give the dang ball to Walker. I know it was late, but Walker breaks a long run, uh, puts him at five carries for 77 yards. That hold didn't affect the run at all. From yeah, I don't, I, 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 yeah, I don't hate that at all, Dan. And next week's the biggest game of the year. Surprise, how many times have we talked about that? Oh, wait, who do we and play next week, Tyler? Let me check. Hold on. I'll okay, yeah, get back to me on it. But, I mean, the margins are just so slim next week. The emotions and just the change of momentum in that game is unlike any other game that you play throughout the course of the regular season. So, I think you got to go with who you trust the most in a game like that. And I don't think Tawie Walker is going to break a 75-yard run next week. At least I don't think. I hope I look like a moron in the second quarter and he does it. But you just got to go with who you trust the most, and right now you trust Tawie Walker the most in a game like that. Well, going into the day, Tyler, that's the thing. It's like you've got Tawie Walker leading the team in carries, leading the team in yards per carries, leading the team in rushing yards, rushing touchdowns, receptions by a running back, receiving yards by a, by a running back. Like that's, uh, that's, that's somebody you can trust going into Texas. Like, you can't continue to say, hey, man, we need to get our young guys going yeah. and let's figure it out in, in, in Dallas. Like, right. you need to go with the trusted hand. All right, final hour of our postgame show rolls on next here from O'Connell's. More to come next right here on The Ref. Pretty Chevrolet Sooner Game Day wrap-up show. Sooners roll 5-0 on the season, 50-20. to What a weird score. 50 to 20 over Iowa State. It's a, it sounds like it's a, it sounds like somebody had to guess the, the score of a game without knowing how football works. Uh, I think 50. I mean, they hung half a hundred. Hang half a hundred. Barry Switzer took care of the offensive score, and someone random just took. I guess 20's not. When you put them together, though, 50 and 20, it just, just like weird. oh, okay, that's, yeah, yeah, 50, yeah, yeah. yeah, 50 to 20. No, uh, Brent Venables uh, say, you know, they held him scoreless in the last 39 minutes of the game. I would imagine that uh, most teams that you hold scoreless for 39 minutes, you give yourself a good chance to win, Tyler. You know, there were a, there were a lot of players that we saw tonight, either for the first time in a while, 
Um, but there were other guys that maybe weren't available last week. Reggie Pearson was back. That was good to see. Made a great play on one of those stretch runs. <laughs> I think it was in the second quarter. I'm like, who is that corner that's in? Oh, that's Josiah Wagner. Just hadn't seen Josiah Wagner. Okay, that's what, yep, that's what he looks like in a uniform. I feel like there were uh, two other players that were in tonight that was, okay, good to see him back healthy and ready to go. Troy Everett did get the start at guard. Kind of go back and watch the game to see how he plays. Which is kind of interesting given that Savion Bird is healthy and back. So I think it's interesting. They're still trying to work out that left guard spot. Obviously, you know, they brought Caden Green over from tackle to guard a couple weeks ago. Got him some playing time. Obviously, Troy Everett kind of I think is the guy that they trust the most. That's I think that's not, exactly what's going on. To not screw it up. Yeah. I think Caden Green's got the highest upside at that position. Shockingly, probably even higher than Savion Bird, given his size. Um, but yeah, I mean, they just got to figure out that left tackle spot. But they were opening up some holes. It's just the running backs got to hit them. I tell you who I feel bad for tonight, other than. Uh, Matt Campbell running up the tunnel, and I guess OU fans were screaming hot seat at him. Were they? Yeah. God bless and it, you. Apparently he pointed you know, and said something to him. God bless you, feel, OU fans. I hope somebody got video of that. I feel bad for Trace Ford. I feel bad for Trace yeah, Ford. Yeah, it should have been a touchdown. Just fall on the football and, I mean, not just to not even come up with the ball, but that thing rolled into the back of the that, end zone. That, that, thing launched, that thing launched out of there. And I thought at the time, like, ah, it's a bummer, bummer for him, but, hey. You get a safety get two a safety. points, and you get, get the ball back the way that this offense is playing. Let's go. Right. And that's the drive where DG just put it on Andrew Anthony at the goal line, and he drops it, and they end up getting a field goal out of it. But, no, yeah. I, I Trace Ford, it was, I mean, it was right there. Because he came up just short for a touchdown at Tulsa, right? I know, I know. He's had two opportunities to get in, man. He's scored. He's having he, – Tyler, you know what? Our defensive end is struggling to score, yeah. <laughs> you know, which I guess isn't the biggest knock in the world. Last year was a slap, right? Like, hey, here's a check on how spoiled you guys are. Yeah. Boom, here's a slap across the face. I feel like we're starting to maybe not calm down. No way we're calming down. No. Here. But at least trying to appreciate some of the things this year that maybe we wouldn't have. No, not at all. Okay, yeah. Which I is fine, and, and it's just the standards of Oklahoma, right? You've got a head coach that keeps on saying best is the standard, best is the standard. So... We need to be the best. I mean, we're giving up now nine and a half points a game, which, Tyler, I do not care about the schedule. Five games into the season, you're still giving up under ten points a game. That is absurd. That's not like anything we've seen in Norman for a long time. No, I mean, OU's played bad schedules before, and the numbers haven't even been close to it. So is this defense perfect? No, of course not. Is it a hell of a lot better, and is it heading in a very exciting direction? Yeah, sure. Because this is just year two, the early stages of year two. What's it going to look like next year? What's it going to look like here moving forward? It's going to continue to get better. It's not going to go the other way. Right. It's a Brent Venables coach team. So just where they're at right now, it's, no, man, it's it's fun. It's fun watching this team. And it's and it's very reminiscent. I don't want to get too ahead of myself here, Tyler. And I, I, I tend to do that, admittedly. But I don't want to get too ahead of myself. But the Clemson defenses. The Clemson defenses that didn't have five stars at every single position. The Clemson defenses that weren't as talented as the Alabama defenses and the Georgia defenses and this, that, the Ohio State defenses. They went out and they beat those teams because they had better coaching. Well, we have those coaches now. So not only are you getting a lot better, now you got guys like David Stone and Jaden Jackson, and you got guys like Danny Okoye showing up, and you got all these dudes coming in 
and you've already seen true freshmen play and show out in this defense with P.J. Adebare and with Peyton Bowen. I mean, we're only going to get better. Our buddy Doug Miles pulls up a tweet here uh, from Eric Bailey, the Tulsa World. Brent Venable says, quote, Dylan was fantastic. Iowa State has been the gold standard for defense in this conference. Everyone ready for it? Here it is. That's the most points against Iowa State in nine years. Oh, my. Nine years. And we, and, Thank you, Doug, for that. And, and, and we pulled back. And we shut down. We shut it down. We could have scored sixty plus tonight. Oh my gosh! What what a step in nine years. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, it's incredible. And that's the thing. It's we've done a lot of things, Tyler, defensively, offensively. The defense held SMU, I think, to their lowest scoring to- total in the last like seventy four games or something. That sounds right. All yeah. the way since twenty sixteen, they held Cincinnati to their lowest point total since uh, September of 2019, their lowest total at home since November 5th of 2016. You're getting these stats where Oklahoma is doing things to programs that they haven't had done to them in years and years and years, and here's another one. Nine years it's been since they gave up that total. I mean, they're, they're making history, folks. OU Texas will be a big game next week. You know what won't be a big game most likely, seeing the way that it's Wherever OSU plays? Well, yes, that. Also, OUTCU on Black Friday. Ugh. They're about to lose to West Virginia at home, which, hey, heck of a turnaround season by Neil Brown. West Virginia. Neil Brown. Neil man, Brown's about to get an extension after almost being fired. Apparently, if he loses to OU last year, he loses his job. But he beats OU, didn't go to a bowl game. They hire, they get, they've been bringing him back, and they're about to be, what, 4-1, four and, four and one, I think? They're going to be ranked. Yeah, I mean, they're only losses to Penn State, I think, yeah. on, on the road this year. Yep, they're going to be ranked. How weird is that? But yeah, TCU, after watching Colorado, it's not shocking that, T- that Colorado beat this team. <laughs> West TCU Vir- stinks. West Virginia at home, the best home conference game of the year. Maybe. TCU is about to get their second loss. UCF, dude. UCF was like up 35 to 7. Everybody was saying today, and I, they lost to Baylor. I saw somebody say, man, there's going to be a 30 for 30 on Baylor's, you know, just crater. And I got to go back and back watch. And I got to go back and watch that fourth quarter. I think UCF was up 35 to 35 to 7 in that game. Jeez. And they blew it and they lose to Baylor in regulation. Not in overtime. <laughs> Lord. Not in overtime, man. Yeah, they lose 36-35 to Baylor. And let's see, it was 35-7 with four minutes left in the third quarter. With four, wait, with, four minutes left in the third quarter, oh my it was God. 35-7 UCF, and Jeez. Baylor ends up winning, 36-35. So this home schedule, we thought it was going to be bad. Oh, buddy. Oh, but is you, it, you is ain't it seen bad? nothing you yet. You ain't seen nothing you know what? yet. Tyler, speaking of UCF, this is what I find interesting. So, you know, it was noted that Dylan Gabriel was 0-2 against Tulsa in his career. Well, all he does is go out and, and, and put up, what, 422 yards through the air. And then he was 0-2 against Cincinnati, 0-1 against Scott Satterfield, and all he does is go get a win, right? And then all that kind of Dylan Gabriel revenge tour stuff, it all comes to a head when he plays UCF. Yep. Because that fan base is dying to beat Dylan Gabriel. And if he can go out there and put on a show against them, that's when it will be complete. UCF will be dying to win that game, and all 25 fans that they bring to Norman will be really invested in that. Just like Iowa State brought about 75 fans today. Yeah. I'm just telling you, man, like, 
I know it's not a a huge deal to some, and that's fine. But I love the overall college football experience, man. I'm a college football junkie. Yeah. yeah. So when it was announced today where the visiting bands are going to be, where the visiting fans are going to be, and how many more fans are going to be here. I just sit there and look up and say, ooh, there's going to be a lot of Tennessee orange in that end zone next year. It's just more fun, man. It makes for a more fun Saturday when you beat a team and they actually have like 5,000 fans here to talk trash to. Who do we talk trash to tonight? There's no Iowa State fans here hanging out. Uh, we, we talk trash to each other about the run game I and the guess. quarterback. Yeah. I guess. Were the officials at least better tonight? By the way, uh, well, I, I, so I feel like uh, I feel like Brett Yormark was trying to beat the collusion charges on that Tell one you. drive. That one drive, it was like first and goal from the nine or something. And we got like six <laughs> I, penalties. I, I, know. I was like, this is. Oh my gosh. The, we went like seven yards in like thirty-five minutes. I, I was convinced that Iowa State's game plan, because though you had no timeouts, was just all right. Let's just hold on every single play. And we'll get it to like no time left, and we'll just live for that one down, and just try yep, to get a stop yep, there. Yeah, yeah. Hey, hey, that's uh, that's chess, not checkers, right there, brother. These new clock rules are apparently speeding up the game, but with home games, I'm telling you, I have not noticed. The first <laughs> no. quarter against Arkansas State took forever. The first half tonight took forever. Oh my gosh. No, absolutely. Well, no. that's fine. I, I don't want the game to speed up. Like, pay right. a lot of money for those tickets. Like, right. I'm not in a hurry to get out of there. It's just the games have not sped up OU. That's for sure. Did something, uh, wow. So I guess TCU, TCU's trying to kick a game-tying field goal and it got blocked. Man. Neil Brown, he's getting, he's getting the coach of the year. Man. What a turnaround job. Hey, Neil Brown's going to take the Michigan State job. <laughs> Step up. Maybe so. All right, 405-329-9000 if you want to get a phone call in. 405-651-3439 is the text line. We'll get to some text. We'll look across the country what happens and a whole lot more right here on The Ref. Super Game Day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's on Campus Corner. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby. Um, here's some updates for you. Venables on Justin Harrington. He had ACL surgery on Thursday morning. I hate that for Justin. He's going to try to get another year. So that goes with some of the things that we heard. Um, if he could get that medical red shirt, he was going to go ahead and get that surgery, miss the rest of the year, and try to come back next year. It sounds like there's still maybe not 100% if he's going to get that medical red shirt. Hey, I hope it works out for If him. he gets that quote-unquote med shirt, then, Tyler, I would love to have a healthy Justin Harrington going into the year one of the SEC, wouldn't you? Are you kidding me? I mean. No, I feel great about the future of that position, but Justin Harrington was playing his ass off when he was healthy this year. Right. You're in, you're in really, really good shape. You get a healthy Justin Harrington back. And, again, you get somebody that's been in that defense, that's learned. And, and really, Tyler – just a good story if he's able to come back and play because that's a guy I mean it's been it's been belabored nearly at this point but it's it's he's a good seems like a nice kid you yeah. know he, he lost a scholarship he's been working to get back on wrote that letter to Venables to try and get another chance that's a guy you root for man that's a guy that might be the easiest guy to root for on the team yeah I'm trying to see what else is going on at the press conference to see if we have, uh, Venable says Javante Barnes is not fully healthy. Mentions the surgery that he had this spring. So. Weird. Weird, Tyler. Yeah. Weird. It's almost like some of us have been saying that Javante Barnes doesn't look like the yeah. cheese at bowl Javante Barnes, and it's because of his procedure that he had. How about some good news on the injury front? Just said Harrington's out for the As the lights are going off and on here, it's uh, 
Ocon, what a great night it's been. These are night games for you. Either the lights are going on or on and off, or I'm having a 11 a.m. games for postgame are so lame. Night games awesome. Okay, Justin Harrington's out for the year. Yep. Javante Barnes is not fully healthy, but I got something good for you, all right? Venable says Danny Stutzman is fine. There you go. Now, that's probably like, oh, Danny, yeah. That's a linebacker Danny, talking yeah, about he, linebacker. Yeah, he's fine. He's fine. Yeah, he's he'll, fine. He'll rub some dirt on it. Yeah, rub some dirt on it. So, Well, that's that's good. Though. I, like I said, Danny Stetson's <laughs> yeah. playing next week in, in, the, <laughs> yeah. in the Cotton Bowl. But. <clears throat> that's, next week could launch him into the butt-kiss conversation. Well, I mean, next week could just change the narrative on so many things. He in the butt-kiss conversation – if Gabriel balls out, then Heisman. he start. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not the front runner. No, but he'd be. But the he's in the conversation, and you win next week. This team, ESPN FBI is already talking about. It. They are shouting it from it, the rooftops. ESPN FBI is hammered on Oklahoma. I, but if absolutely wins, hammered. OU wins next week. It's oh, um, this team can make the playoff, guys. I don't know if you heard or not. If we win next week. ESPN FBI says this team will make the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. They give them like a 74% chance or something like, crazy like that. But that's the thing. But you're right, Tyler. It goes from, and all of a sudden, we're, we're the most SEC-ready program. You know, we recruits pay attention to it. It's just it cannot be understated, Tyler, how important this game is this weekend. So here's a, que- uh, here's a tweet from a um, Iowa State guy. Okay. When is I- it Larry? Cyclone Larry? It's, I wish. Tom Green. Oh, okay. Not an exciting name at all. Uh, when Iowa State cut OU's lead at 21-20 in the, early in the second quarter, Iowa State was averaging 8.4 yards per play and had 259 yards, all right? So 21-20 early in the second quarter, Iowa State's rolling offensively. 259 yards, 8.4 yards per play. Since that moment... OU held them to 93 total yards and 2.8 yards per play the remainder of the game. That was the final 39 minutes. Jeez. For two-thirds of the game. Talk about shutting the faucet off. Yeah. That's incredible. What a stat. Yeah, I mean, just it wasn't a great first half offensively, or excuse me, defensively, but they rallied and really played a nice game tonight. Um, Run fits weren't always great. They gave up some stuff in the middle of the field, but – and I think that that's the positive. Like, if you want to take a positive out of it defensively, well, you forced a couple of turnovers, yeah. right? Your young players continue to look like future stars, but they continue to regroup after a tough stretch and end up playing their best ball of the night. Yeah. Like, this team has really played, what, three bad quarters defensively? The second quarter against Tulsa, they rebounded after that, played well. And in the first and second quarter tonight, they rebounded and played very good football in the second half. So there's your positive on the defense tonight is even when it gets bad, it ends up being really good. You have, they kind of you have the things. gumption and you have the ability, Tyler, yeah. to at least correct it. Like there were times, you know, in the last 10 years really where it was things were going bad defensively and there wasn't a damn thing you could do about it. No. You would just you were you just, just going to were just gonna have to deal with that the rest of the night. Don't punt. But tonight... You have the personnel, you have the coaching, you have that to say, look, we can fix this. And they went out and they fixed it. Uh, Here's what happened around the Big 12 today. Texas did pull away from Kansas in the fourth. Texas beats KU 40-14, but that game was interesting for a while, man. Hey, just leave his cup there? Really? What a bum. (laughs) He's probably Uh, an Iowa State fan. Texas Tech beats Houston 49-28 in Lubbock. 
Baylor beats UCF down 35-7, four minutes Jeez. left in the third quarter. Baylor comes back and win, uh, comes back and wins 36-35. West Virginia goes on the road to Fort Worth and meets TCU 24-21. So an interesting day in the conference. TCU is just um, what a weird conference. TCU man. is not even close to the team that they were a year ago, man. Not even close. And they are going to be. I, I feel confident saying now, OU's not going to play a ranked team at home this year. UCF's not going to be ranked when they come to Norman. Um, West, I guess West Virginia is your best bet. West Virginia is going to be top to ten be at this rate. TCU, they're definitely not going to be ranked. What a great home schedule! Ah. Hey, you know what? It's all going to be worth it, Tyler. It's all going to be worth it when the Crimson Tide show up in Norman. By the way, they're up 37-17 at Mississippi State with nine minutes left in the okay. fourth quarter. Okay. okay. Seventh-ranked Washington is up 21-10 at Arizona at halftime. So that's really – I took them as my lock, so I hope they blow them out. That's really kind of all we got left this evening. I mean, 25th-ranked Fresno is up 14-0 on Nevada. Uh, two minutes left in the half, first half there. So. Yeah, nothing there. No real uh, – I guess we got a couple or at least one Pac-12 after dark game, but I'm sure Washington's going to pull away and end up beating down uh, Arizona. Washington's a really good football Speaking team. Speaking of the Pac-12, did you see the table? Did you see the table that Lincoln and, and Caleb had to do that press conference on? No, I did not. <laughs> what, does it look like our remote table that we have here? No. It, it, it's, it's, did Clark Stroud it's have the, to fold up the <laughs> table? At, after? It's not even a folding table. It's an old wooden particle board table. Good, I love it. It's got that. all kinds of crap. It's the – it is the worst-looking table of all time. Uh, Connor, we got a few texts before we hit a break. Yeah, someone's asking about Rouse, if Rouse is healthy because Sexton played a lot, which Rouse started the game, but you saw Sexton yeah. in there pretty early. Um, I, I didn't see anything. I think maybe he just got his spot taken. I mean, that's what, that's what I was thinking, too, but then people started it's talking about injury. injury. They, they didn't say anything about an injury with him, or at least they didn't mention it in the post-game press conference. I think Big Sexy just Sometimes you just get got. Sometimes you just and get got. And that's fine, man. Like, that's, that's he would have started, if he didn't get injured, I would argue this, Tyler. If he didn't get injured in the Cheez-It Bowl, I'm not sure Walter House is on this football team. Because I think Sexton has the starting spot. He was starting in the Cheez-It Bowl. Yeah. I think he has the starting spot. I think you're – I think – I think in the not-so-distant future, you've got the Jakes at the tackles. You've got Caden Green, who might now be playing guard. And you've got Josh Bates and Troy Everett. And I think those five guys are, are going to be an insane offensive line Very team. underrated crazy moment this offseason. Oh, yeah, Walter Rouse is going to end up at Nebraska. Oh, but he's not. The very next day he ends up at OU. Yeah, so, weird, weird. Very underrated. I'm sure he feels pretty good about that yeah. decision because Nebraska is a bunch of bums right now. They're, they were getting blown out by Michigan. Uh, a couple more, Connor. What's next? Yeah, Greg from Lawton says next week we can launch DG into the Heisman race. Yeah, that's going to be a pretty big game yeah. in first yeah. uh, kind of real test for well, I DG mean, against it, it really, and that's defense. And that's the game, too. That's the game, too, next week. So Where legends are born. Well, there's still some people on DG's back, all right? And, and whatever, like that's not a fight that I'm, I'm not going to battle that tonight. But – if he wins next week in the Cotton Bowl, everyone's going to shut up that's a doubter on Dylan Gabriel. Yeah. They win next week and he plays well. That's finally the thing that gets everyone off DG's back. At least I hope. God, if you're criticizing him, then you just you hate the guy. I, I don't know what else to say. You can't yep. stand him. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I, I I feel the same way. It's At some point, you just got to say, like, th- th- this is our guy, and he gives you the best chance to win, and that's got to be okay. 
Yeah. Like, that's got to be – and it's it, and it's okay to have two good quarterbacks. It's okay. Like, if Dylan Gabriel throws three incompletions against Texas, it's not time to go to Jackson. It's not, but it, it's funny that we go from the first three games of the year, they're trying to get Jackson Arnold in any way that they can. Haley lined up at wide receiver for, like, two or three plays against Tulsa, right? Yep. Uh, putting him in short yardage pack. We haven't seen – we haven't seen Jackson Arnold play, right, since the Tulsa game? Well, he, he played play. tonight. He did, okay, yeah, he did get he came in tonight. Late, yeah. Yeah, came okay. in late. Came in late. Handed uh, the ball off. But know. in terms of, like, a spot where the game is not already decided, it's yeah, it's been a couple of weeks. Well, and, and tonight even when he went in, like, it was kind of like a weird, like, media timeout type situation. So, like, he ran on the field, but then he kind of had to run off and all that. I'm like, man, like, hold them all off. And then let him run in and get a little bit of praise, right? Yeah. Because the crowd does come alive when they see number 10 rolling in. Uh, all right, let's go to the phone lines. We got Jim in Arlington. Jim, you're on the postgame show. What's Jim. going on, man? Hey, guys. Hey, I wanted to join you all down there at Campus Corner, man. But it was parents' weekend. It's just too crowded. So I, I ended up going back to Lloyd Noble to get to my truck. And then, of course, I had to wait in traffic. So I just pulled over here at Red Robin over here on the, off the freeway. But, yeah, that, uh, that that game was awesome, man. Oklahoma hung a half a hunter. What more can you ask? Uh, Dylan Gabriel, I mean, I, I get on get on his back all the time. But he had, he's, he had like 9.4 yards uh, per reception uh, from his receivers. Uh, yeah, we need the running game to be going because this is a DB. But, hey, this is OU Texas. Anything can happen. So, I don't know about you guys, but I'm feeling good going into it. What do you think? I feel – from how I felt going into the year, Jim. How about this, Jim? How I wanted to feel after this game tonight going into next week, this is how I would have wanted to feel. The wide receivers okay. are considerably better than I thought that they were going to be. The quarterback play up to this point has been really good. The defense is much better than I expected. The only downfall right now and the only thing that I'm bummed out on is the run game. But, hell, they're even making special teams plays, guys. They're oh, returning yeah. punts and blocking punts and doing all that. Like, that can absolutely turn a game. So, Jim, I, I'm glad of where I feel now uh, going into this right. because, yeah, I'm with you, man. I feel pretty good. And I hope the hype is all in Texas' favor all week long, and I hope we get tired of hearing it because I love it when I use an underdog. They were underdogs when Stoops used to play them and look what they did. And now it's rent rentable to have an underdog team. And we know those guys yeah. eat it up, and, and they'll they'll do everything. Special teams, I mean, all uh, that backfield and the defensive backfield, I mean, I can't wait. I can't wait for Danny Stutzman and Army to get riled up next weekend at the Cotton Bowl. I cannot wait. I just, guys, I got to think, if you get beat 49 nothing in this game, um, you come back that offseason, and you're going to put a lot of emphasis in this game. And I know that they'll tell us that, Hey, it's week to week. You know, this is how we handle things. We don't treat one opponent differently than the other. Okay. They're lying. <laughs> the offseason, I guarantee you, there well, was they, a ton of emphasis on that game. It has to be that way if you lose 49 nothing the year before. So Grayson Holton came on uh, JP and I's podcast, and he said, look, there's a reason that we're doing 49 medicine ball throws Heck to yeah. end every workout. And good. I'm glad that, that it's that way. It, it should, should be circled. It's embarrassing. Yes, it should be circled. Remember, no matter, I tru- no, matter, no matter what happens next weekend, OU will not just lay down. They will come back and make it to the Big 12 championship. So if we have to play Texas twice, we'll do that. But I'm saying OU's going to be ready next weekend, and it's not going to be like last year when you didn't have a quarterback or a backup quarterback, and all you did was – Run the Wildcat. That, that's not happening next weekend. Texas better be ready. It better not happen next week. If it happens yeah, we next week. the Wildcat the entire day. If it happens yeah, we next don't, week, we don't Tyler, have any great Tyler, I'm great sick great for the postgame show. Yeah. Anymore, so. 
Yeah. Hey, Jim, good talking to you, man. Drive I appreciate back you, today. Jim. Alright. 405-329-9000 if you want to hop in on the phone lines. 405-651-3439 is the text line. Wendy Chevrolet Center Game Day wrap-up show rolls on next right here on The Ref. Wendy Chevrolet Shooter Game Day wrap-up show live from O'Connell's on campus corner. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby. We're getting towards the tail end of the post-game show. It's like, all right, cool, yeah, I've been talking about OU Iowa State, but you can't help. Your focus is starting to turn to next week. Woo, buddy. What a week it's going to be. I don't think OU's going to get in the top ten. Uh, but they'll probably be maybe 11, 12. I'm trying to think of everyone who lost in front of them today. Just LSU. Yeah, it's, it, the only one. I mean, like anything, it's gonna, it's gonna, unless the TV networks really want that matchup to be up there. But I mean, I don't know. We we didn't get a ton of help from teams ahead of us, Tyler. No, there's they they did not. They did not. Uh, let's go back to the phone lines. Will, you're on the post game show. What's going on, Will? Doing good, Will. How are you? About the game we had. Where were you guys sitting? Yeah, I was in section nine in our normal seats there with the uh, the good old, the good people where, where everyone was high fiving when Austin Stogner caught like an eighteen or a nineteen <laughs> yard pass. It was oh my god, we got a tight end, and people were legitimately high fiving. Right? Hey, yeah. So after West Virginia and the Cheese Bowl last year, I called you guys and I was like, hey. Keep drinking the Brent Venables Kool-Aid, and I'm just going to pump sunshine until you guys start soaking it up. Um, I think, not I think, if we can go out there and get it done against Texas, are you all ready to uh, officially just soak in that sunshine and cheer the team on to the playoff bid? First of all, I'm not sure if you're familiar with my game, but I am <laughs> I am uh, one of the biggest self-admitted punk oh, sunshine Travis. pumpers. In the entire fan base, so yes, I, I'm, I I'm, well willing, I'm willing to pump sunshine all day, man. I am, I'm, I'm right there with you, man. I'll meet you at the parade. How about that? Will I might, uh, I might go a little overboard if they win uh, next week and we're doing the post game show. Then it may be they're about to go on a three, uh, they're about to go on a three title run here or something like that. I don't, it, I, it could, it could get overboard next week if they win. Guys, I'll let you know if, if they win next week, I will be insufferable on Twitter to every good fan that comes across my timeline. <laughs> good. Good. I'm like that I, anyways. I mean, I'm like that anyways. Yeah, so. I, I, that's exactly <laughs> what I, I love to hear. That's awesome yeah. stuff, Will. No, it was, well, uh, you, hey, you took care of business tonight, you know? What we yeah. wanted them to do, like you, that was not a game. Uh, really, it ha- I mean, it was close to the second quarter, but when we got to halftime, I didn't really feel that was much of a game. You never, um, you were never at risk. It wasn't perfect, but neither is this team. They did what they needed to do tonight, Will, so I, no way I'm complaining. Are people... Badmouth and Dylan Gabriel after this performance, I thought it was one of his best ads. I've seen him. We've okay. We've heard that he underthrows or overthrows eighty percent of his throws, or eighty percent of his deep balls, which isn't necessarily accurate. But you know, it is what it is. Hey guys, hey look, if people want to doubt Dylan Gabriel, that's fine. He's going to keep starting. He's going to keep putting up crazy numbers. He's going to keep winning games. That's that's fine. Maybe he likes that. People can get on board or they can not get on board. It really does not matter. If he goes out there and torches teams like he did tonight to a tune of the highest scoring total against Iowa State in nine years, yeah, we're going to be just fine with Dylan Gabriel. That's impressive. It's good talking to you guys. Yeah, appreciate it, Will. Good phone call there. Let's go back to the phone lines. Let's go to Bunny Hill Sooner. Bunny Hill Sooner, you're on the postgame show. What's up? 
Hey, guys. Uh, enjoying a victory cigar tonight. Great game. It was uh, a couple of points I want to make. Uh, kind of interesting there to start the game. Looks like um, I think Iowa State brought out an offensive scheme that we didn't prepare for. I think the, the defense was expecting one thing from Iowa State. Uh, they rolled out something else. They were uh, getting big runs up the middle. We weren't getting contact, uh, you know, for about six, seven yards and you know, a couple of big plays down the field. But um, it was it was great to see them adjust. Uh, I'm totally with you guys coming off that last call. DG's our guy. He's great. He's balling. I mean, he put his shoulder down on the way into the end zone. Uh, I love that guy. I don't understand people who uh, – critique him or, or want someone else to play. We're rolling with that guy. He's amazing. He balls out for OU. He's a sooner. we got to back that guy. Um, but uh, like you said, Tyler, starting to look ahead to next week. I just don't know. Uh, as much as I've enjoyed these first five games, I'm loving the victories. The competition really steps up. The talent really steps up. And I, I don't know. Maybe I'm still scarred from last year's you know, hot start. I don't know. What do you guys think? What do you guys think? Honestly, we love the Sooners. What do you really think about us stacking up against Texas? They were running the ball against Kansas today. They can throw yeah. the ball outside to some, some uh, receivers. I, I, I actually, I'm nervous. yeah, and and that's that's fair. I actually think it's a it's a good matchup for OU in some spots. In that, what is the strength of this Texas team? Well, from what I've seen of this Texas team, it's their passing game. When Ewers is having a nice year, he's not having a, an insane year, but he's having a nice year. He's not and having it, a Dylan Gabriel. And their year. wide receivers are good, man. They, they've got three, four wide receivers that can really go. Well, that's the strength of their team. What's the what's one of the strengths of this OU team right now? How they're playing at corner, how they're playing at safety. It, it Texas will hit on some things next week offensively. Yes. That's going to happen. But are they going to have a field day down the field? that they have for the majority of this year, I just don't think so. And with the running game from Texas that hasn't been fantastic this year, I, I just I really feel like there's a lane here for OU to have another good defensive day. And a good defensive day against those guys might mean holding them to 21, 24 points. But if that's the number, I'm going to feel good about OU's chances next week, man. If you hold them to the 20s, I think we win the ball game. Yeah. Sure. I mean, honestly. Yeah, I, I, uh, I, I agree. I mean, look, I, I thought coming into this going to be like a 28-10, type of game, and it turned out to a vintage 10 Big 12 game, but I think you guys are right. If, if we hold uh, the, the, the Longhorns to under 30, and uh, the line gives Gabriel time, when Gabriel's got time to look for his receivers, I mean, it's a crazy guys. He can hit them, and all offseason, we thought, oh, Sawchuck and Barnes are the running backs that we're going to be stacked, but who's going to step up and, and, and fill Marvin Mims? You know, we've, got, we've got more receivers than, than we know what to do with. I mean, we got we got plenty of guys. I mean, it can be, be any of them. So if we hold them under 30, maybe we got a chance. You know, maybe we got a chance. Hey, good phone call. Good to hear from you. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, yeah, appreciate you as well. So here's here's another thing about Dylan Gabriel and those that want to be critical about him, right? Everything that he's done so far this year, which the numbers are fantastic, he's doing it without a run game. How many other quarterbacks in college football would we say, whether it's good or bad, well, this is good, this is really bad, but he has no run game 
really at all to kind of help him out. That's kind of that's really what's going on with Dylan Gabriel. His numbers are insane. He's consistent. I think the pass pro has been pretty good, good for him. Good. Yeah, yeah, pretty good for good. him. Yeah. But a quarterback's best friend is a good run game, and he just hasn't. He hasn't had that, man. See, so you. He hasn't like, had a good I, run I, game. I think by the numbers themselves, you can't complain about him. But when you look at the run game, I definitely don't think that you can complain about him. No, I, I, I couldn't agree more. Any, he's had no run game. Not, not. I, I shouldn't say no run game. He hasn't had a plus run game. Uh, and then left guard has been a turnstile, Tyler. I mean, we've seen Caden Green there, Troy Everett. You, you obviously started the season with Savion Bird. Like, you've seen a ton of different people play in the offensive line and you start to think like dude that's like like quarterbacks don't like to see that they don't like to you know be in shotgun and be seeing a bunch of different combinations they like seeing the consistency there but no dylan dylan's played well there's no doubt there's there's people will say oh you put up stats against arkansas state i'm sorry but that team right there that he torched tonight is the standard for defense in the big 12 for the last decade so I don't want to hear anything more about, oh, he's putting up numbers against JV teams. No, he, he dropped half a hundred on a defense Could've that has given us fifths for years. Could have been more. Um, just store this as useful information for this week. Texas did miss two field goals today. And I know OU missed one, their first miss of the year. That's right? half as many as Texas did. But Texas missed two, all right? So just Burt Auburn, I believe, is his name. And all the crazy hair coming out of the helmet. Um, missed a couple field goals today, and... Not great to go into that game with a kicker that doesn't have a ton of confidence, which it felt like 15 years in between missed kicks for Texas Good and an Lord, OU yeah. game. Well, and uh, also with, with them yeah, having Justin else. Tucker and Dicker and, oh, yeah, I'm done with them having good kickers. All right, we got one final segment left, 405-329-9000. If you want to hop in, we'll get to the text line as well. We'll wrap it up next right here on The Ref. Woody Chevrolet, Sooner Game Day wrap-up show, final segments from here at O'Connell's. Tyler McComas, Travis Davidson, Connor Pasby. We'll get to some text before we get out of here, but let's get to some final thoughts. And uh, let's let Connor lead us off. Connor, final thoughts as this team is 5-0, and and they win 50-20 to tonight over Iowa State. Yeah, I mean, obviously it was a struggle at first for the defense, but, man, that's really impressive in the second half when you give up 20 and then hold Iowa State uh, scoreless and 100 under 100 yards in the second half so uh, I still like this defense a lot and man I'm, re- I'm ready for next week against uh, Texas to see what Dylan Gabriel can do because he's been spot on he looked really solid tonight uh, behind center um, final thoughts from you other than other than uh, Sue Davidson is disappointed we didn't hear from Roger in LA tonight yeah Roger in LA you dropped the ball um, I don't know how to feel about this team until I hear from you, man. So, um, if you're, I mean, I hope you're okay. You usually call, so I hope everything's Tell fine. Tell us how to feel, Roger. Yeah, I, I hope you're fine. Um, but, no, I think final thoughts, man. Uh, it's, it's, you know, the questions coming in were, especially off the Cincinnati game, were can this offense score, right? You put up 50. Can the defense, you know, continue their, their hot streak? Well, you gave, you had a bad first quarter and a half. And then you were completely locked down, yep. shutting them out, you know, on yardage and in points the rest of the game. So, you know, I, I think this team is playing with a lot of confidence right now. I think the young guys are playing with a lot of confidence. And I think they are ready to get the, ta- the that nasty taste out of their mouth from last year's Texas game. I mean, just the line of how you feel in a week's time is just so – and that's always the case with OU Texas, I know. But I don't know – it. 
this year even feels a little bit more different. Like, you win next week, it's we are back. Britt Venables is the, the guy. guy. The we guy. were right. We told you. We're going to win the conference. We're going to go to the playoff. It's already happening now in year two. We're not just better. We're one of the better teams out there. And then if you lose, you just kind of, all right, well, we're better, but still got it. maybe a little ways to go. I just, I don't know. Just Lots the reaction next week is just going to be wild one way or the a other. A lot dude. is riding on it. Yeah, yeah. they're going to be heavy, heavy emotional swings, Tyler. Yeah. And even if you lose in a close one, people are going to say, yep, you know. Because pe- people will box score watch, and they'll say, yep, we're just not ready for the SEC. You know, Texas is way ahead, you know, all that, even if it's close. Um, final thoughts for me. Dylan Gabriel was the player of the game, and I love the spots that he has one of his best career games. Maybe it was his best game as a Sooner, considering the defense and the pedigree right, that they have. Right, right. But it's the week before the biggest game of his career. Up to Needed point, it. Right? Needed it. And we're going to hear all week long as well. First time that he's technically played in this game. Here's the record for first-year starters. How is he going to fare? He's coming off the best game of his career. Dylan Gabriel's confidence right now, probably at an all-time level right now. I don't hate, and I'd like for him to have his career game next week in the biggest game of his career, but I don't hate the spot that it's in against a pretty good defense. Like His his confidence right now, and I think the offense is just overall confidence because it was Dylan Gabriel. It was the the entire passing game tonight. It was the entire passing game. So, yeah, absolutely. The offense got to feel good about where they're at. Well, Iowa State's defense, by nearly every metric I imagine, is better than Texas's defense. Yeah. So, yes, they've got talent. Texas always has talent. You just got to trust your guys to go out there and make plays. And I am looking for Andrew Anthony, Nick Anderson, Jaden Gibson to go out there and, and really help Dylan Gabriel kind of retain that confidence, right? Sure. Like, you can trust me to go up and get that ball, and they'll go get it. Uh, Connor, you want to hit a few texts before we get out of here? Yeah, 214 says, don't forget Brennan Thompson tonight. Good to see that speed. Yeah, that what an adjustment on that ball, by the way. To get behind that secondary ball is a little bit underthrown by Dylan Gabriel, but man, excellent job by Thompson on that play. I would I would argue that Brennan Thompson is very very used to having to come back oh, to the yeah. ball. Yeah, he's been do, doing yeah. that his whole life because quarterbacks probably are not used to throwing to a guy that runs a ten to two hundred. So I imagine coming back to the ball is pretty much all he's done his entire career. What's next, Connor? Let's see, nine seven two. I know we are complaining about the run game and it's a little concerning, but I think a lot of the pass plays to Stoops and Freeman uh, substitute for running. By the way, Texas sucks. <laughs> uh, that's not going to get old this week. Yeah, right. Uh, I love it. Please, everyone, sign their text this week. Texas sucks. That would that would make me very happy. Yeah, I mean they are um, they're trying to come up with ways to get the ball in playmakers' hands around the line of scrimmage. The wide receiver screen, the bubble screen, whatever you want to call it, is the big part of this offense. And, and not just because that's how they're trying to generate yards. They're just really good blocking on the outside, too. So the wide receivers have been blocking. The wide receivers are blocking well. And, Tyler, this offense, they want people going side to side, side to side, side to side, get them tired, and then, boom, they hit you over the top. One more, Connor, before we get out of here. Make it a good one. This is oh, it. Oh, this be is a good one. S. Rob Booman says, final thought. The whole K-Rev crew has been booming all day. Thank you. Hey. Hey. Love it. Love it. Love it. <laughs> you couldn't have picked a better the greatest text. Text. Oh, yeah. Right there. Nice job, Connor. Nice job. Nope. Um, we officially closed the book on Iowa State. We'll talk a little bit about the game that just happened on Monday, but again, 
This week you know, you know what time it is. Ahead. You know what time, you know what time, it, is, time it is. It's revenge time, man. It's revenge time. Can't wait till Friday. We make our way south and woo, buddy. Woo, buddy. Big time football game on Saturday. Hey, guys, as always, we appreciate all the interactions, phone calls, text, tweets, everything. Thank you to O'Connell's for having us out. It is the Windy Chevrolet Center Game Day wrap-up show. We'll talk to you on Monday right here on The Ref.